to and Hey, 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 I 
I know. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Hope everybody is fine. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are all doing well. Hallelujah. God bless you and deliver all of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, please kindly share the link. Invite friends and loved ones. Share the link. Share the link. Hallelujah. All right. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I want to specially welcome everybody to the month of February. And um, just as we all know, it is our month of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It is our month of intimacy. Holy Spirit, and we are going to know the Holy Ghost in dimensions we have never seen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to give you some few steps and give you some few principles. And I know it will be a great blessing to invest in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, amen. So, we would have to understand who the Holy Spirit is. And then we would also know our place, even in the intimacy. Because there is no way one person can be intimate. Definitely, intimacy is between two parties. So, we need to know that we have our place, this intimate relationship and there is what would definitely come out of it also when a man and a woman engages themselves in the intimacy what actually happens is that there is conception and once there is conception they look forward to the death of another kind of life that is to tell you that when there is an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, something must definitely be conceived. 
need to know what that conception is. And we also need to know what we are supposed to get out of it. Alright. So please get ready. Amen. Now, I want to say this before we go on. Take note of what I'm about to say. You know, many of you who allow circumstances to control your whole mind and your whole life. And the moment that happens, you live your entire life based on what is trying to contend with your sound mind. And that is very wrong. See? So there is somebody here. Maybe you are going through a certain marital crisis. And that has occupied about 99% of your life. You do not think of anything else but your marriage that is in crisis. You see? These are some of the things that you need to understand. Because if you allow the enemy to do this, it will be very difficult for you to move forward in life. It will not teach us certain things well. Are you following? There is no way in the Bible that says when you are going through trouble, stop whatever you are doing and look at the trouble. You will never fulfill destiny. And I've already been telling us that there are two main kinds of troubles. Two main kinds of troubles. The first one, the first trouble comes to you just because you are a human being. Just because you are flesh and blood, there are certain troubles that will come to you. And that kind of trouble, the only way the only way to handle that is to grow spiritually. Or to rise above that state of flesh and blood or humanity. There is the second trouble that comes after a man's life. And that one comes through the manipulations of the enemy. That one to the way to handle that is to stand in prayer and follow spiritual principles to break them off. But now listen, none of these troubles should gain your whole attention to a point where you cannot do any other thing. If they don't teach us these things, many of us will be fighting demons and witches and we will never fulfill destiny. You are not the only one that Satan is after. Are you listening to me? Yes, we pray against the workings of the enemy. We do. But the most of you, I can boldly tell you, your problems are not coming from the devil. The problems are coming because you are a normal human being and you have failed to rise above these problems. And that is why they have become plenty on you. Listen, 
There are certain problems, they don't need solution to solve them. They only need your growth to outgrow them. When a child is three months old and wants to walk, it is very difficult. Because the child sees two-year-old children walking, but the child is three months old and he wants to walk. Even standing becomes difficult. Even sometimes sitting becomes difficult for this child. Now, it is a problem for that child. But the reason why it is a problem is because the child has not grown to a certain point. A time will come when the child grows to two years old, that problem will be a thing of the past. So the solution to that problem is growth. You cannot go and buy certain medicines and apply it on the leg of a three-month-old baby so that the child can walk in two weeks. It will not happen like that. Are you, are you following? I know all of us here have certain issues that we are battling with. All of us have certain issues we are battling with. But you see, if we try to look at the anatomical structure of that problem, there are many of you, yours, it is not the devil. It is because you are a man and you need to grow. So now your focus should be on how to grow. I'm telling you, if you spend quality time on your spiritual life and you make up your mind that you will grow, there are many things you will never see them again in your life. Sometimes this spiritual growth can even hit a point where it will look like there is no devil. When you look at certain men of God and they begin to talk about the experiences and how Satan was trying to misbehave and they loved Satan. When you are listening to these men of God from your level, it looks like what, did, what have they seen? It is growth. Because you, the enemy is bombarding you here and there with troubles. You know the plot of the enemy. Whenever he lands an attack against you, he wants to block your perception. He wants to prevent you from growing. This is what the enemy is trying to do. Are you following? And that is why we give no room to the devil. There are certain things you're experiencing now when you grow spiritually, you will never see them again in your life. I'm telling you. Now, some of you, even when you were in senior high school, you had this girlfriend. When you think of leaving that girl alone, it looks like you will die. That's how come those foolish cliché will come out of If I leave you, I will die. That nonsense thing. But here you are. Sometimes for a whole three months, the name of the person, the thought of the person will never cross your mind. Sometimes for a whole year. Some of you have not even thought of these people for over six years. Meanwhile, at that time, you thought you would die. 
if you lose that person, here you are. What happened? Growth. Growth. Are you following? reason why I want everybody to understand this when we speak of the church many people normally say things like the church is like a hospital and because it is like a hospital we come there for treatment come there with sickness and we come to be treated that is just 0.5 percent of the truth so in the in the eyes of many people the church is like a hospital all the time so we need sick people every day. What are you talking about? If you come to church for your marital problems to be solved only, what then is the difference between the church and the shrine? Because people who are also having marital issues can also go to the shrine to solve their problems. The church is not always a place where we solve problems. Are you listening to me? If that is in your mind, you will never know God in the church. You will never know God. Because you will only come there when you want your problems to be solved. The church is called the school of Christ. Where we come to learn Christ. And when we come, there might be issues in your health. Christ will handle those issues. But the main focus, that is why in every school, they have what we call dispensary um, room or something. When you go to some of our senior high schools, it is called sick pay. We came to the school to learn. But when you have any issue, they will take you there, they will give you some drugs, you'll be fine. You will continue with the studies. You listening to me? I want to change your perception about church so that it will help you. Oh yes, when somebody is going through troubles, we invite the person to church. And when the person comes, God is so merciful and loving and compassionate. He doesn't want anybody in his presence to carry troubles. So he will remove those troubles. Listen to me carefully. There is a reason why God does what he does. God will take away your burdens so that you will be free to know him. So that you will be free, you will be liberated to follow him. We don't get liberated and go back to our old ways. That is wrong. That is why even at crusade ground, God can heal Muslims. God, he can heal Muslims. These are people who do not have any relationship with God. But he heals them according to his mercy. But he does that so that he will win them to himself. That they will know him. You listening to me? You know, maybe they have not told you these things. It is the reason why most of the times... When men of God stand on TV, 
he invites people to church. He only says certain things like, bring all your problems. God is going to solve them for you. When a malam is also inviting people to his shrine, he will also say the same thing. So what is the difference? There is definitely something that must be done in the hands of the man of God that the malam cannot do. But they are all advertising what they can do. Hallelujah. I want to help all of us by God's grace, people of God. Here we hear amazing testimonies. I'm telling you, strange miracles. In fact, there is one testimony about the Bible of Gilead that there was a recording that the person sent to me. I'll play it here for us to hear what the Lord has done. Beautiful testimonies. Amazing testimonies. But the same woman shared a certain testimony that really touched my heart. I will never forget. In fact, she was even crying when she was sharing the testimony. I'm telling you. Except she, she's been listening to the messages on the pod being and she started knowing God. And there was this faith that built within her. And one time in church, she decided to sing. So she took the microphone and she lifted a song of worship. And while she was singing, people were falling under the anointing. She has never seen that kind of thing before. And in fact, if I played that testimony to some of you, you would even share this. You see, God works all these things among us. And he does these things so that he will, he will bring us to a place of relief. That we know we are not carrying any better. Then that state should let you serve him more and to know him more. Are you listening to me? But if your focus is just to get the burden from your neck, that is all. You would, you know, you would never want to know God. There will be no zeal in your heart to know God. There will be no zeal. So many people are in church all because they have problems and they want God to solve the problems for them. The moment the problems are solved, they won't even come to church again. Because the men of God actually said the church is like a hospital. And I told you, that is not entirely true. The church is not only a hospital. It is a school. We study, we learn Christ. Are you listening to me? help us. I want you to change your mentality from today. If you have troubles in your life and you come to church, Jesus will help you. 
He's so loving. He's so merciful. He will break those troubles from your life. You will definitely be free by his anointing. But what he's looking for is your heart. He's looking for your heart. Are you following? Jesus is looking for your heart. There are many people who have believed in Jesus, but if you don't know, they have believed in Him, but they do not know Him. That is why, in our work with God, the first step is faith in Christ. That is the first step. Once we have that faith, we continue in that faith as a life. Then we begin to know Jesus. So this Jesus that you, you have believed in him over 13 years ago. Now you know who I have Jesus in my heart. I have Jesus in my heart. That we all know that. Somebody who also has believed in that Jesus has been working with Jesus in spiritual experiences. Jesus visits this person every point in time. We have conversations. And because of that, that person's character has totally been transformed. And you don't understand why you are a Christian and you are still struggling with certain addictions. It is because you think just believing in Jesus, who oh, I have Jesus in my heart, that is enough. No, no, no. Can you hear me, please? Is it clear now? Is 
Is it okay now? All right. All right. So hear me, child of God. We need to understand these things. Is he okay now? we have been talking about all the time is real are you following he is real we see him we can hug him he can speak to you this Jesus is real I'm telling you is not a certain feeling that you feel in your heart. He's a person. He is a person. a person that we experience may the Lord help us 
grant us grace and understanding in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. May we not spend all the days of our lives on this earth trying to amass wealth for ourselves, trying to achieve a certain dream that is not the dream of God. May we not spend all the days of our lives trying to chase after things that do not put anything into God's kingdom. May we not keep fighting with devils just because we want to establish something that in a way will not support God's kingdom. Hallelujah. The songwriter said, Life is worth a living because Jesus lives. Life is worth a living because he lives. This actually explains that what makes life meaningful is this Jesus. I sat down many years ago and I began to think through certain things. And I was like, you know, Christians are forcing themselves, some of them to buy lands, to build houses, to buy cars. These are also things that unbelievers don't struggle to get. See, we have little understanding about some of these things. But sometimes when you sit down, you just don't understand certain things. Why should a believer waste his entire life to buy a land and build a house? And to them, they think that is what life means. It is what Bobra, Atasa, People did that without Jesus. Are you listening to me? That is why I want you to understand that message you heard from the evangelist that he said, come to Jesus. He will make everything good for you. And you started thinking of you are having so much, you don't having plenty money, yeah, that, is, that is not the gospel. That is not the gospel. So many of you believe in Jesus because you think when you believe in him, according to what the man of God said, things will go smooth for you. You don't know. You didn't know that believing in Jesus actually means you have signed for war. 
from the kingdom of darkness. You didn't know. Now you have believed in Jesus. And things are not working the way you thought they would be. And you now want to leave Jesus. I want to tell you something. God, he loves that you, you will prosper. Are you listening to me? God, God, Jesus would want you to prosper. But hear me. Your prosperity is not the reason why you believe in Jesus. So we do not use Jesus as a means to prosper in life. Forget it. Because there are many people who are getting money, houses, and a whole lot of things. They do not know Jesus. That is one of the reasons why some of these evangelists, they can't preach to wealthy people. What are you going to tell them? Come to Jesus and everything. Everything is fine for them already. They have money. They have cars. You, the evangelist, if you joke, they will throw a bundle of, uh, of 200 CD notes at you. You go and, go and change your wardrobe. Go and change your wardrobe and come to me later. That's when you will know that your message, the message that we're going to preach is nonsense. I want you to understand these things. And we are normally at all for now. God wants you to prosper. It is true. It is true. God, he wants you to prosper. And what is that prosperity? If it is about lands, houses, cars, and all those kind of things, God wants you to have them. But you see, that is not the reason. For which we receive God in the form of Christ into our lives. So don't use Jesus as a means to prosper in life. I don't know if you are getting my point. So that when you don't see the money and the riches coming, you will now start thinking that Jesus has... Jesus, oh Jesus. Jesus, why? You told me that if I believe in you, everything will go well. You told me that if I believe in you, you open greater doors for me. I have believed in you. I have worked with you for the past seven years. I'm not seeing anything. Jesus, why? What would then happen to some of the disciples who had wives and children? They were at their workplace, at least working to get money to feed their family. Jesus walked to them and said, follow me. They left everything they had and they followed Jesus. A time came they sat down and were like, no, 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 wait. Eja, it This is the mindset of many Christians. You want to question Jesus, what you will get if you follow him. If that, if that is your mindset, there is a problem with your growth. I'm telling you, there is a problem with your growth. People give themselves to be persecuted for 
without thinking of anything they will get. Now you, you, you are a young child. How old are you? You want to enter into a bargain with Jesus? With your life? Give me this, else I will not follow you. Where did you hear that kind of message from? Where? So we have not understood this thing called Christianity. Because that's why we are all following God. So when it comes to a point and we are not getting anything, we want to leave God. We find our ways and means to get what we want. You do not want God. You want your own thing. I'm telling you. They did not preach to us the gospel. And if you are knowing what your soul truly needs, you will, not, you will not be thinking of some physical, material things. They did not teach us these things. I remember the moment God started opening my eyes to understand why I needed Jesus. My prayers changed. Hardly will you hear me pray, Oh Lord, give me money. Lord, give me a car. Lord, give me this. I don't have time. Are you, are you getting some of you too? You come, you come. If you if you don't pray that prayer, you would, it looks like you would die. A man of God, but I need money. If I don't pray to Jesus, the Bible says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek, you will find. Man of God, if I don't pray those kind of prayers, how will I get those things in my life? We need to grow. We, we seriously need to grow. I'm telling you. Uh, there are many of you listening to me right now. Your marriage is much more important to you than Jesus. To the moment things are not going well in your marriage, you don't even think of Jesus at all. You want to do anything. I don't know. I can't take this anymore, man of God. I don't know. I just can't take this anymore. You can't take what? Sister, you will take it though. You will take it. If I will take it anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you. Peter had a wife. He had children. He was a fisherman. Going to the sea to get fish. He would sell them to get money to take care of his family. Is that not beautiful? No, is that not a beautiful thing? What is beautiful than a man who loves his own family and is working hard? To get money to take care of them. To take their children to good schools. To make sure the wife lacks nothing. 
It is so beautiful. But Jesus said, follow me. Leave your family. Leave your children. Leave your wife and follow me. Lord grant us divine grace and understanding in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. There is something that is bigger than everything in this world. There is a personality, Jesus. Without him, there is no you. From today, stop this your thinking. That if Jesus does not give me this fine, tin tone time, you be tone time so fine. There's so many of you. I've been praying, sir. If you don't give me this fight, I'll go to school. That's what many people do. There was a woman in our local church. The woman was looking for a husband. She was 40-something years. All her life. She has not known any man. And we're praying in the church. We come for Friday morning prayer session. We pray on Saturday morning. The woman will call the fetish priest into her own room. Come and do incantations. Help her get a husband. The following Friday morning, she will come to church. Saturday morning. Friday morning is for Jesus. Saturday morning is for Convoy Ebi. Now, let's say after two months, a man proposes to the woman and she's now married. Where is she going to give the testimony? Is it Jesus that did it or Convoy Ebi that did it? Why do we allow the, the things of this world to capture our whole lives like that? Why? 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 When we say some of these things, some of you don't get it. Yet people marry you. We, 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 you see, God speaks about the marriages of people. And he opens doors for them and they marry. But the thing is, if you are not yet married, it does not mean... Oh. I want all of you to understand one thing before I move on to what I want to say today that we pray. Listen. Whether somebody dies or somebody is born, 
whether somebody loses peace or another man gains peace, Jesus is still the same. He's the same Jesus. Are you listening to me? That is why, if your circumstance change your relationship with Jesus, you are a babe. You need to you need to grow. This is what you need to understand. You have forgotten that the person that you are connected to does not change. Circumstances around you may change, but Jesus is the same forever. Now listen to what Paul said. Then what can separate us from the love of God? What is it that can separate us from God's law? He said, Romans 8:38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Somebody's mother can die in the presence because Jesus allowed my mother to die. I will not save Jesus again. You are a babe. There is something wrong with you. They did not teach you well. You did not drink of the breast milk, the sincere milk of the word of God. There is stunted growth in your life. They need to help you. Paul said, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things spread. Now, look at what is happening now. Young, young boys are calling on Ajagraja. Young, young boys are doing ways and means to invoke angels. And when these angels come, they will tell them that, oh, this Jesus is just a certain man that came somewhere. He married, he had a concubine by name, Mary Magdalene. And nonsense and stupid things just to defame the glory of our Lord Jesus. And young people will obey, they will believe and follow them. You see? shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. So if academically you got a certain grade you did not like, and because of that you said, Jesus has disappointed you. You can't even go to church for three weeks. You are a babe. We need to pray for you. We need to baptize you again. And I'm telling you, go to church. This thing that I'm seeing right now, over 80% of many church mem- many churches are saying these things. I'm telling you. I'm telling the truth. Somebody wants to marry by force. Why? 
Because man of God, they said that marriage is the glory of the woman. And so I need to marry man of God. So Jesus should help me to marry. You see your problem? You want to marry because you want glory. But they say, our dear, your burning Now, that thing becomes the reason why you want to marry. Now, when you marry, you will know your glory cannot keep the marriage. Who will be there? be nada, Your glory. Do you know what the Bible said about the glory of women? No, you are a missus, so you have, you have been glorified. Go and see what is happening to some wives in their own matrimonial homes. They wish they were single. They are not. They, are, they can't have it. You go. Meanwhile, you, the young lady outside there, when you see them wearing, will be crap as all wearing it because ringy and effect. Wow. What the bone say to me, we are here. What is wrong with you? You want to marry because you know the ring is so beautiful. Like, I, I love the diamond one. You know that you see that hey yes. Did it not tell you, eh? Haven't you read the Bible? We are not of our own selves. Don't you know? No, haven't you read them? Do you know what it means to be a Christian? Do you know what it means? You were dead. And Jesus joined you in that death. And he gave you life. Whilst you were a dead person. And he said, that life I've given to you. Live for me. Because now, you, the original life you had was the one that died. So this kind of life, live for me. The, any, the moment you say, I believe in the Lord Jesus, listen to me carefully. You are no longer of yourself. Because that life is not for you. Listen to what Paul said. In Galatians chapter 2, Verse 20 and 21, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, then Paul made a statement in verse 21. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness cometh by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Hmm. He said, Me, Paul, I'm crucified with Christ. I am dead with Christ. But I live now. 
Because when you look at me, Paul, I live. But now he's saying that, yet not him. So when you see Paul, it is not him. Who then is it? He said, the life I am living now in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God. That is the reason why our whole life as Christians is called faith. A faith life. Any moment, that is what everything you do should be by faith. Everything. Even if it is eating. The moment you begin to live a life that is outside faith, you are sinning. Go and read what the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 14, verse 23. The Bible said, And he that doubted is damned if he eat because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Oh, people of God. Listen to me. We need to come to a certain point in our lives where we do not think about anything physical. Are you listening to me? What you are going to eat, what you are going to wear, all these kind of things according to you see, the assignment on your life is so big that you can't add these things as as worries. You hey. Are you listening to me? You will look at somebody thinking plenty. Why what what is that? Man of God, I don't even know. Man, I don't even know what to do. Financially, things are not okay for me at all. And I don't know what to do now. Hmm. I don't know. And you look at this person with the Holy Ghost inside him or her. And you want to ask him or her, so what is the purpose of the Holy Ghost in you? can sit down and worry for three weeks and nothing really nothing you even fall sick your blood pressure will go high if care is not even taken you will die because of anxiety but the bible said be anxious for nothing be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving make your request known unto God
sitting down thinking plenty about what to eat. What? Even mad people don't think like that. Mad people. Amen. I'm showing you a key that will help you. Are you listening to me? And many young ladies that even through prophecy, God told them, you, you are going to be a great woman. You'll be a prophetic voice. This is the destiny God has given to you. But I can only tell you, some of these ladies could not fulfill their destinies because of a relationship. Because a certain guy said, it's over. How many women do we see in the, in the ministry? Meanwhile, these were the people that received the Holy Ghost first and they began to speak in tongues. In fact, the first person that saw that Jesus had resurrected was a woman. And still, to understand this. Life goes beyond what you eat. 
and what you drink. That is called survival. It is not called life. God did not bring us here to survive. If you add this whole kind of matters to your life, <clears throat> look at something happened when the children of Israel were moving from Egypt to the promised land. Now we understood that they spent 40 years. 40 years. And all these 40 years, their clothes that were on them was what they had to put on throughout these 40 years. Forty years. Now there are some of you listening to me. Even the clothes that you had two months ago, you cannot wear them again. Because it is either you have grown lean or you have grown fat. But some people have to wear the same clothes for 40 years. What? What? When they are growing in size, the cloth will also expand. When they grow lean, the cloth will also depreciate in its size. To make sure that the people will not have any thought. Where am I going to get new clothes? Where am I going to get this? Where am I going to get this? So that they can worship their God. I just want you to know one thing. We are too focused on the natural and material things. This is why we are not seeing God's goodness. Send your radicity and one. You will not see him. I'm telling you. The way God is. If you don't throw certain material things away, you will find it very difficult to know God. And many Christians will die and go to heaven and they will know they don't even know God. They will know they don't know him. Many Christians... Because most of us are in church for what we are going to get. Man of God, I've been in this church for the past seven years. I've not even received any testimony. Man of God, what is the problem? Man of God, let Jesus do something or me, I will do my own thing. May the Lord have mercy on us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We see amazing testimonies here. We actually experience the move of God on this altar. And all these things are supposed to increase your faith to yearn 
of Nago. Hallelujah. Now I want you to know this. The very day you got saved, you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you got saved. He sent his spirit in you. Now that spirit is called the spirit of life. And because the Holy Spirit is in you, God now counts you as one of his sons. Because without the spirit, there is no son. You can never be God's son without his spirit. Because it is by the spirit of God that we cry, Abba Father. Without the spirit, you cannot call God your father. So the spirit of the Lord has brought us to a certain position. And this position that he has brought us to, it is for God to claim us as his seed. Are you following? Now, when you look throughout the scriptures, there are many things that Jesus is. And there are many things that we also are. And I explained certain things the other time. Um, that was just this night. Let me see, last night. That Jesus, he was the word of God in eternity. But when he came into time, he was called the son of God. The son of God because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word that is flesh is called the son. So when you go into the eternities, Jesus was called the word of God. But when he came to the earth in the form of man, he was called the Son of God. Now, he was the only begotten of the Father. He was the only one that the Father had given birth to. That is why we, we used to call him the only begotten Son of God. But when he died, because when he came, we were all dead in our sins. So when Jesus died, he joined us in the death. And when he joined us in the death, he was the first to come out of death with life. Then he brought us with him. When he brought us also from the dead with him, by his spirit, because According to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it is the Spirit of God that brought Jesus back to life. Now that Spirit resurrected the body of Jesus Christ. And we that have believed in Him, we also resurrected with Him. And because He was the first one to resurrect, He was known as the firstborn of God. The firstborn. Now, the firstborn symbolizes that there is there are other children also. Are you getting it?
So at first, he was the only begotten son of God. But now, he's the firstborn of God. That tells you that there are other children that God has also given birth to. So the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ also brought all of us who were dead into life. And because it was by the Spirit of God that we were brought from the dead, we have also become sons. Are you following? So the Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, that for it, it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So Jesus brought many sons into glory. He was the only begotten son of God. But when he resurrected, he brought many sons. He became the firstborn of all those sons. Now, because he is the firstborn, there is something in the Bible that speaks of the inheritance of the firstborn. It is called a double portion. The inheritance of the firstborn. It is called a double portion. Now, this double portion is actually what Elisha was looking for from Elijah. Are you following? Now, Elijah had a son by name Elisha. And Elijah also was the prophet who was teaching all the sons of the prophets about the prophetic. Now, when Elijah was about to be taken to heaven, Elisha followed Elijah. And he said, I want double portion of your spirit. Now, Elijah, Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing. But if you see me go, you can have it. Now, what is the double portion? It does not mean a double, a double portion of an anointing. That's not what it means. So many people link it to miracles. They say Elijah did 16 miracles. So if Elijah has received double portion, then he will do 32. If I want to even count it, crying, so. When did we start equating anointing to miracles? So what is the double portion? That Elisha was talking about. Now the Bible said in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 15 to 17. Listen to what the Bible said. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 15. 17. The Bible said, Suppose a man has two wives, but he loves one and not the other, and both have given him sons. And suppose the firstborn son is the son of the wife he does not love. 
When the man divides his inheritance, he may not give the larger inheritance to his younger son, the son of the wife he loves, as if he were the firstborn son. He must recognize the rights of his oldest son, the son of the wife he does not love, by giving him a double portion. He is the first son of his father's virility, and the rights of the firstborn belong to him. Now, that double portion speaks of the right of the firstborn. The Bible said, if a man has two wives, and he loves one and hates the other, and the one that the man hates gives birth to a son first, when the man is dividing his inheritance, he cannot say, because I love this woman, I am going to give the son of that woman um, plenty inheritance, even though that child is the younger one. There is something that is called the, the first bones right. So whether the man likes it or yes, because the woman he doesn't love gave birth first, that young man will receive the rights of the firstborn. And that right of the firstborn is called a double portion. So if the man is about to give his inheritance to his sons, knowing very well that the sons are only two, the man must divide his inheritance into three. And when he divides them into three, he will give two. To the firstborn and will give the one or the other one that is left to the secondborn. So now what the firstborn now receives is called a double portion. Are you following? So what was Elijah actually trying to say? He was trying to tell Elijah that among all the sons of the prophets, see me as the firstborn and give me the double portion, which is the right of the firstborn. I don't forget the point. So what the other sons of the prophet will not get? Elisha must get because he is the firstborn. So there is something that has to do with firstborns. They have a double portion. So if a firstborn has two cars, the other children will have one one. Are you getting my point? Good. Now, if Jesus is the firstborn son of God, and we are also the rest of God's sons. Then there is something Jesus has that we do not have. That's what we call the right of the firstborn, which is a double portion. We have only one, but he has double. But he is bringing us into a place. Oh. Something will happen this month, I'm telling you. Jesus is bringing us to a certain place where the double portion he has, we will also have. So now, we have only one. 
and we are stretching forth to take the other. Because that is the plan of God. Are you following? Now, in the context of the sonship of God, the portion that is received is called the inheritance. And that inheritance actually speaks of bringing it into our understanding. In that context, speaks of the spirit. In the context of sonship, the Holy Ghost actually becomes the inheritance. Are you following? Now, if the Holy Ghost that we have, listen to what I'm about to say. If the Holy Ghost that we have Is the inheritance and definitely we are not the firstborn but Jesus is then don't you think that Jesus has a certain dimension of the Holy Ghost that we do not have so simple. We just need to understand this. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. <laughs> this is beautiful. So, Jesus, who is the firstborn of our family, has a double portion. Are you following? And we who are also sons, but not firstborn, we also have received a certain portion. Now that portion we have received, which is the spirit. The Bible calls him the down payment or the first installment or the earnest. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. The Bible said, we'll read from verse 21. He said, it is God who enabled us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us 
verse 22, and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised. What is installment? And the Bible calls it the first installment. It is like this. When a man is going to buy maybe an iPhone, and they said the iPhone is 14,000. And the man, as at that time, does not have the 14,000, but he rather has 7,000. You say, fine, please take this 7,000. I will come and add the other 7,000 to it. So that I take the phone. The first 7,000 that has been given to the owner of the phone is called the first installment. I hope you know that. Now the Bible said that is the Holy Ghost in our heart. So the Holy Ghost that is actually in our hearts, according to the word of God, is just the first installment. That means there are other dimensions of the Holy Ghost we have not seen. Amen. So in the context of sonship, we need to understand that there is a dimension that God is leading all of us to. And that dimension is that God wants all of us to become like Christ. And we all know that Christ is the firstborn. Once we attain that position, we become the perfect man. And whatever Christ is experiencing, we also will experience. Now, people of God, this Holy Ghost, the Lord, has sent into our hearts. It is our responsibility to commune with the Holy Ghost. And if we don't commune with Him, we lose a lot of things. Now let me just touch on something small before we pray. Now, you see, it is a month of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Put this at the back of your mind. The Holy Spirit is in you. 
he is a person. He's not a wind. He's not a certain force in you that gives you good bombs when it's time for worship. He's not a certain force that will tune your tongue and you start speaking in tongues only. He is a person that is in you. Are you listening to me? And you need to relate with him as a person. You know, you can't live under the same roof with your wife and live like a single person. I hope you know that. It's not possible. Meanwhile, that is what many of us are doing to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost dwells on the inside of us, but we don't even think that there is somebody in us. And fire we, we want to do our own thing. So we live lives as if there is no other person on the inside of us that we need to consult and we need to commune with. It is why certain men of old had this understanding. And Smith Wigglesworth said, let me have the Holy Ghost on me for five minutes. I will be much more happy than me being given hundred one million dollars. That I will choose that the Holy Ghost will be on me for five minutes than to receive one million dollars. They knew the worth of the Holy Spirit. They knew, they knew the worth of the Holy Ghost. So you will see a man sitting under a tree laughing. <laughs> He's talking as if somebody is in front of him. And you don't know what is happening? He's communing with the Holy Ghost. They will call you a mad person because they do not see him. That's what the Bible said. For the spirit of truth shall come, whom the world knoweth not because they've not seen him, but you. But the Holy Ghost dwelleth on the inside of us. And he has a lot of assignments in our lives. But the peak of his assignment is to change this mortal body to a glorious body. To give life to this mortal body. So as the Holy Ghost has been released do you know that this your physical body actually should, should be the temple of the Holy Ghost? I hope you know that. But you see, when the Holy Ghost enters into a man, the first place he enters is the spirit. He regenerates the spirit of the man. Then after that, he will sit in a place called the heart of the man. 
the heart. That heart is not the physical heart that pumps blood. That heart, the Bible calls it the seat of the soul. So your whole soul has a seat that it sits on. That seat is called your heart. That is where the Holy Ghost is. His mission is to transform your soul and to conform your body to the image of Christ. So when your soul is transformed, you will now enter into your body. So the main destination of the Holy Ghost is your body. But as I'm talking to you right now, is in your heart. And the moment he enters into your heart, he does what we call circumcision. He circumcises your heart. And that circumcision is the foundation of you being the son of God. But that is not the end. His mission must not only be in the heart. He moves from the heart into your soul to wake. And from your soul, you enter into your body. So the body actually is the temple. But the heart is like the altar in that temple. Hallelujah. We need to commune with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? It means our souls must mingle with the Holy Ghost who is in our heart. So we need to travel into our own hearts and have communion with the Holy Ghost. Deep inside that your heart is where the secret place we have been talking about is. The secret place is not your bedroom. The secret place is not at your mountains. The secret place is not a certain small room that you call prayer room. It is not. The secret place is your heart. If you can journey into your heart, forget about the rooms. It is why people can sit in the midst of noisemakers and still journey into their hearts and commune with the Holy Spirit. So somebody will be walking at a place where they are playing nonsense songs and the person will also be having a good time of intimacy with the Holy Ghost whilst they are playing certain songs in His presence. It is a scale. It is a scale. Intimacy is not something we just talk about. It is a scale we build. And you see, one of the things about our souls is that it is your soul that gives you your personality. Are you following? It is your soul that gives you your personality. So our souls are not the same. Because we are different persons. Our souls are not the same. 
it is inside your soul that your, your destiny is found. It is inside your soul that your total personality makeup is found. Are you listening to me? So there are certain things you would like. They are good things. Even though they are good things, myself, I will not like them. I will love or like another thing, which you might also not like. Meanwhile, those things are not evil. It is a clear sign that our souls are not the same. Every soul and what it loves. Me, for instance, my soul loves local worship songs. <laughs> when you play local strings, you will activate some dimensions in my soul. And when that happens, I can journey into my heart and fellowship well. Somebody too does not like local worship. But when they begin to hear the geometrical kind of songs, the hymn song and those kind of things, their souls get stirred up. And they can pray for hours. Our personalities are not the same. But the same Holy Spirit. So you see, this is what makes intimacy something personal. Are you following? It is what makes intimacy personal. I can just give you principles, but you see, intimacy is just like water in a container. The Holy Spirit is the water. The person is the container. And we all know there are containers that are basins. There are containers that are buckets. There are containers that are cups. There are containers that are bottles. They are not the same. And water will take the shape of its container. So there is a certain specific way that the Holy Ghost relates with each and every one of us based on our personality. It is why I cannot teach you that this is the only way God speaks to man. That is not, that's not true. Because the Holy Ghost can speak through anything. And he even does that based on your personality. There are people, they only hear from God when they watch Christian movies. The, the Holy Ghost is aware. It is how I speak to this person. So anytime they are watching some Christian movies, the Holy Ghost will start speaking to them from the movie. You, you might watch Christian movies, you will take a lesson. Fine. But that might not be the means through which the Holy Ghost speaks to you. So I cannot teach you how to hear the voice of God. But I can teach you keys that will help you align yourself. I can teach you the ways. If you want to hear God's voice, enter into a serene place. 
fast, begin to pray. But how God will speak to you, dear, it is the work of the Holy Ghost. He chooses the way based on your personality. That is why I can come to you and share with you the way God speaks to me. It might never benefit you. The only thing it can do is to ignite your zeal and your hunger for God to pray. And once you are doing that, the Holy Ghost inside you will choose a way based on your personality to commune with you. The reason why many of us are failing in this thing called intimacy with the Holy Spirit is because we have chosen a pathway we want the Holy Ghost to commune with us. That's why we are getting things wrong. It is not everybody that will be seeing visions all the time. Are you listening to me? Now some of you, the visions might come, but if they don't come all the time, you might see certain visions at some point, but they don't come all the time. But you know when you take the scriptures to study, you begin to sense a bubble in your spirit. All of a sudden, you are getting understanding here. You are linking verses to verses. And you are getting deeper understanding about things. Meanwhile, somebody too will sit down. The person will study. The person will get little understanding. But the deeper part of the understanding might come through a vision that you have. We are not deceived. Are you listening to me? It is the reason why. The first thing you need to know is to decode your personality. Once you decode your true personality, you will easily know how the Holy Ghost speaks to you. And you, you will detect it. You will know. So the Holy Ghost can speak to you from various angles. But you know that there is a specific point in your life that he always speaks. Especially when he wants to tell you something that is very close to happening. Are you following So I can give you a few keys. God willing, tomorrow, I'm going to help all of us in understanding the keys to decode your personality. The moment that happens, the Holy Ghost is going to help us. After that, you will now enter into a deep, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. I will give you the keys, but the rest is up to you. And the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I know the Lord who has started this good work will bring it to a prayer in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
Oh, hallelujah. But don't forget that the Holy Spirit is a person. Have this mentality. I have the whole personality of God in my heart. God is in my heart. And I need to journey into my heart to meet God. Anytime you journey into your I'm going and I'll show you how to journey into your heart. Hallelujah. Some few keys on how to journey into your heart. Then the rest, the Lord will do that. Amen. But the first thing I want to tell you is this. Don't be so or too anxious in life. Oh, how on your mother be too much. You see, that is why we cannot appreciate the presence of God in, in our heart. In fact, that is what the devil wants to do. He wants to keep you in that box of worry. He said, be at now with you say, man, then I don't know my school fees and academic things are not going well. I don't even know what to do. My marriage, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I don't even know what to do. You see, when these things keep coming, you, you will not give way. You block the Holy Ghost from speaking to you. following and listen the only way to stop yourself from worrying is to shift your focus from what you are seeing to what is unseen in second corinthians 4 18 bible says while we do not look at things that are seen for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are permanent. If I want to look at the word temporal, in its original sense, it means illusion. It is like a mirage. When you are driving a car and the sun is scorching in the very hot afternoon, sometimes it looks like when you look on the tarred road, it looks like there is a certain water body that is on the road but the more you drive towards it the more the thing also goes ahead of you you will drive and get to the destination and you will not see any water it is called a mirage it is appearing to be true but it is not but that is how fear works fear so somebody said the word fear means false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. That's what fear is. It makes it look like if you don't get that mark in the exam, you will die. Then fear will grip your heart. And the moment that fear grips your heart and you stay by it, it will appear so real to you. Meanwhile, the only thing that is real is that which the eyes cannot see. In the realm of the spirit. That is the permanent reality of life. That is the original evidence. So you see, in fear and in faith, 
there is an evidence. But the evidence of fear is false. It is not true. But the evidence of faith is the truth. That is what the Bible says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. So in fear and in faith. He's not oil. We call him a bird. He's not a bird. There are evidences. We call him wind. He's not wind. May the Lord we call him fire. He's in Jesus' fire. name. Amen. He's the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the living God. For his glory. He is the Holy Ghost. Scepter of the King of Kings. He is the Holy Ghost. Seal of the age to come. He's changing everything. Tonight. Swallow your pride tonight. Come to the school of the spirit. Don't you know? In his hands are the keys to eternal life. It's a little here, a little there, and then your day will dawn. He's at work in you, changing everything in obedience to. He is the Holy Ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. He is the Holy Ghost, seal of the age to come. He's changing everything. Tonight, swallow your pride. Tonight, come to the school of the Spirit. Don't you know, in his hands are the keys to eternal life. It's a little here, a little there, and then your day will dawn. He's at work in you, changing everything in obedience to Swallow your pride tonight. Come to the school of the spirit. Don't you know? In his hands are the keys to eternal life. It's a little here, a little there, and then your day will dawn. He's at work in you, changing everything in obedience to. Is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living God. He is the Holy Ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. He is the Holy Ghost, seal of the age to come. He's changing everything. Tonight, swallow your pride. Tonight, come to the school of the spirit. Don't you know, 
In his hands are the keys to eternal life. It's a little here, a little there, and then your day will dawn. He's at work in you, changing everything in obedience to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just want to lift one prayer. I want you to pray this prayer from the very depth of your heart. Thank you, my And this is your prayer. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me build intimacy with you. Help me build intimacy with you. When the world is dragging my attention, Lord Jesus, drag me to the secret place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus. My attention is so much on the world. Oh Lord, help me build intimacy with you in the mighty name of the lord jesus this is your prayer lift up your voice wherever you are begin your prayer right now help me build intimacy with Thank you, help me build intimacy with you. Oh Lord, where you will breathe on me. 
show me different things, O oh Lord. Drag me to the place of intimacy. Let not the world predict my life. The Bible said the same way a wind blows, that no one knows where it is blowing from and where it is blowing to. So is the one that is born of the Spirit. No one knows his whereabouts. No one knows. No one can predict him. Oh, Spirit of God, drag me to the place of intimacy with you. Enough of the social media, enough of talking, enough of this life where I am everywhere. Oh Lord, drag me to the place of this of your secrecy in the name of Jesus. Let me find joy in your presence. Hey. 
Shalabaha. Now some of you, all of a sudden, these goosebumps will be all over you. All of a sudden, it will look like you have wasted a lot of time. Tears will start flowing. Tears will start flowing. Oh, Holy Spirit. We are sorry for all these years. We are sorry for all these years. That we lived our lives as if it was ours. Oh, help us. Oh, help us. Spirit divine. We are nothing without you. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. You are bigger than what we say. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say, say. You are bigger than what we say. You are higher than what we say. You are better than what we say. You are bigger than what we say. Say, say. You are bigger than what we say. You are higher than what we say. You are better than what we say. You are bigger than what we say. It is because we do not give our lives to Him. It is because He does not control our lives. That is the reason why you are higher than what we the works of the flesh keep punishing us. Our lives have become up and down. Today we are on fire, tomorrow we are down. All because we think everything is our doing. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit help us. Yes, Lord. Oh, there's such a mighty anointing in this place. Yes, Lord. Thou art welcoming this place. Yes, Lord. Oh, me, potent Father of mercy and grace. Holy Spirit, thou art welcoming this place. Thou art welcoming this place. O me, potent Father of mercy and grace.
Enough of the pretense. Breathe on me. Lord, help us. Breathe on me. Help us, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor you, we reverence you, great Thank Spirit. Thank you, Holy of God. Spirit. Something is happening right now. A certain addiction has been broken right now. I want to know you. Oh, Jesus. I want to see your face. I want to call you, Lord. I want to touch you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you more. That kind of sin you are struggling with. The Lord is helping you to overcome it right now. I want to see your face. I want to know you more. It will be a thing of the past. Holy Spirit, may we never be too familiar with your presence in this place. Oh, Jesus. We are people you have helped. We are people you have shown grace, mercy. And while the world celebrates us, what they see as our achievements, we return to you in worship and in awe of your goodness. You are the wisdom behind every result in this house. It is by your power, O oh God, that we are able to run through a troop. Indeed, it is by your grace that we can leap over walls. You have given us a name and a praise even among the nations. We return thanks. Spirit of the living God, you are. Take your place. Take your place. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Salabalaka Sudiada. Breathe on me. 
breathe on me open my eyes Lord breathe on me breathe on me People of God, God said the Lord, I'm bringing you closer. I am bringing you closer. I'm drawing you give God to praise deeper for levels with me. I am drawing you to deeper Alleluia. levels with me. I am drawing you to deeper levels with me. And I know this month, the Lord will help us deal with intimacy with Him. And whatever He has proposed for our lives, surely. Jesus mighty name. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. There are some few testimonies in the house and I would like to share them so that you see what the mighty hand of God is doing in our lives. Amen. All right. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you so you do what you do we need a move this is a move we're in a move listen Perhaps some of you are in ministry. No power, no grace. You struggle, no nothing. It's because you are just doing ministry. Just from a book produced by Zondervan, respectfully speaking. Hallelujah. All right. Let us listen to this testimony that the Lord has granted us. And I know that as you listen to the testimony, the Lord will also release we are all ordinary into except life. that when he comes in the mighty to us, name of the Lord when Jesus. he comes with us amen we become instruments of mother first to ourselves this will happen so last week and um, Friday we are housemistress 
Mistress in a certain senior high school, and two of the ladies who are students in the school had issues. One had a problem with her breast, and the other had a problem with her leg. And in fact, they went to meet their uh, dear sister, who is the house mistress, and she said she even forgot that the bum of Gilead was there. So she tried giving them options, but when they tried those options, things were not working. So she was there one dawn and the Holy Ghost dropped her attention to the balm of Gilead and she quickly went to take it at dawn and went to give it to these ladies. And what God did was that the one that was having that lamp in her breast, the lamp disappeared and the pain is gone. And the other one that was having a problem with her leg, the leg that was swollen, Everything has become normal and she's also fine. The part that she said, my house mistresses and house masters. When they, when they get us in school, they don't want us to go home. It's exactly So if I don't remember the, 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 the first or last time I, I took exact in school, but me <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. We thank God. We thank God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I want to thank God so much. I've been fighting with blood sugar in my current pregnancy. Anytime I go to the hospital, they see protein in my urine. Always. And also, sometimes my sugar is high. But yesterday, before going for review, I applied some of the balm of Gilead on my stomach and also tasted some and left. And when I went to the nurse, when I went, the nurse said, Hey! Today, your urine is clear, Papa. And in fact, I was surprised. My goodness. So, glory to God. My leg always looks big, but after applying, I have not witnessed it again. Wow. Wow.
Listen, please, make sure you get the bomb of Gilead. Are you listening to me? Make sure you get the bomb of Gilead. It is actually an emergency relief. I'm telling you. That times certain unforeseen circumstances will just happen. Quickly, just apply them by faith and move. You, you will get amazing testimonies. Are you following? Wow. Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Wow. Somebody is also sharing a, a wonderful testimony. On WhatsApp, the person said, Hello, Daddy. Shalom, Afi. Me too. I have gotten my testimony. Daddy, please, last year, before the end of the semester, during the mountain experience, it was a revision week, so I couldn't join. But you said we can send our prayer request to you so you can pray about that. So I sent my prayer request, and one of them was to get 4.0 GPA. Hey! In the exam ahead of me. So before the exam, which Sunday, I sent a seed and the reference was 4.0 GPA. Glory be to God Almighty. The result was released yesterday and I checked and to my surprise, I got 4.0. Wow. Daddy, I'm so happy. God bless you. Wow. Wow. If God through the bomb of Gilead is changing results, you think you will not through that same bomb of Gilead let you get that good CGP? Wow. Before you know, a certain lady has gone to sleep with one of the lecturers to get 4.0. Her dear sister did not sleep with anybody. She has not sinned against her own body. She loved God. And look at just you see. We have to ask us in this lecture be a Thank God for wow. But she sent me the results right now. This is beautiful. A in chains A in chains. Say in Wow. Anybody that has any examination before him or her, you too, you get A in genes. In Jesus' mighty name. Anatomy and physiology of human reproductive system and the fetus. A. Community midwifery. A. Family planning. A. Physiology and management of normal labor. A. <laughs> what, what were you thinking? You thought it was sociology? This is midwifery. Midwifery. You thought it was dontology where they, they will show you how to play that. Kum, 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 kum. What was it? Wow. Give God praise. It's a A in Chinsi. Wow. Wow, this is glorious. Give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. 
You are next in line to testify in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. One man of God said, Lord, use my case to collect your name. <laughs> Lord, use my case to collect your name. You testify in Jesus' name. Agnes Cruci, may the hand of the Lord touch your son. I curse those spirits from his life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all and keep all of you strong. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then to all and sundry. The Lord bless you. And favor you all in the name of Jesus. If you are believing God, this morning I was in prayer and the Lord told me that He's about to open a very massive financial door for someone. Wow, somebody said, My son, the royal doctor said, Yesterday I was experiencing some visual pain on my eyes so i was led to wipe my face with a white handkerchief and i was good instantly wow glory to jesus Jesus. listen god is about to do something in this season i see i saw glorious doors of financial increase about to open for many of you here we want to follow get ready mind-blowing financial uplifting in the mighty name of the lord jesus father help your people bless them in jesus mighty amen with our hands lifted up to the sky and the world wonders why we just tell them we love in our king oh we just tell them we love wow sunday may the covering of the lord be upon all the children in the mighty name of the lord jesus let that man fall down in jesus mighty name and you can look at the person and say, God bless you. Amen. Does that compassion come? Hallelujah. There's a beautiful testimony that came and I want to share it. But when I listened to the testimony, I was so amazed. Like, wow. The person said, as for the balm of Gilead beer, testimony lawyer plenty. <laughs> That's the first thing that the person said. 
As for the balm of Gilead, the testimony may have plenty. All the kids got pink eye. It was the balm of Gilead I used. The next day, their eyes are clear. Look at that. Pink eyes. I've never seen that kind of eyes before. Wow. Then again, she said, today, I, I took my daughter, said, today I went to go take Glenda's needle, and because there is no painkiller over the counter for babies, so she, she took her daughter to the hospital so that the daughter would go and Okay, it's infection, eh? Conjunctivitis. Ah, okay, the nurses are speaking. With the gobecellus, you should keep quiet and listen to what the nurses are saying. Hallelujah. So she took her daughter to the hospital for her to take her injection. And she said, because there were no painkillers at the counter for babies, when I was taking her, I rubbed the balm of Gilead on her thigh. Then I prayed for her before we went to the pediatrician. When the doctor gave her the two shots, she didn't cry. The doctor was like, wow, this baby is tough. When I came in the car, I was telling Kwame that her Glenda is tough. It was just now after I finished starting with you that the Holy Spirit reminded me that you forgot that you applied the balm of Gilead before going to the pediatrician. Hey, this kind God, we will, we will never stop worshipping him. Wow. Said God bless you and your family for connecting us. Wow. This came from a friend of my dear sister Sandy Glory. She connected her friend to the to this altar. Just listen to that. Two shots. There's no painkiller. And you know, she's even here. Wow. If you are here, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Rebecca, wow. My regards to your entire family. God bless you. God bless you. May the glorious God release his covering over your family in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You will testify big time. There is a great testimony on the way coming to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. People of God. Lord bless all of us. Keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. In fact, I'm so excited what the Lord is doing on this altar. And I want everybody to connect well. Hallelujah. 
God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. I have a program at a certain place this evening, so we will not be able to meet for prophetic training. But we are going to meet at dawn in the night, 12 a.m. GMT for priesthood time. Amen. On Thursday, I will not, I will not go. So on Thursday, I will still be here. Alright. The Lord bless you all and favor all of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright, so also, um, we are in February already. And you know, prayer rain is just here. We have few days um, in the prayer rain experience. I beg you, calling it days because it's still close. So those of you in the diaspora, you are in UK, you are in Canada, you are in US, you are in Singapore, you are in Jamaica, China, Japan, Uzbekistan, Yemen, everywhere you find yourself. Please um, contact my son, Pastor George Imprim. The number is 0557 523462. 0557 523462. Doesn't matter where you are, we will deliver everything to you. And the beautiful thing about it is that when all the
kasi ya chende vipa ya haji those who are born on the 29th of February, I don't know. I don't know because this year I think there is no 29th. I don't know how you are going to celebrate your birthday. But maybe, meet me the mark and maybe you Amen. God bless you and favor all of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Señor